away. We wanted men. got our reminders at the Star Wars meetups at noon today and we we're what 18 minutes away from the Star Wars meetup today at noon we're pretty excited because we hadn't had a real meetup in a year year and a half when was the last one February of 2020 yep. it was it was uh John Waterhouse hosted it that is yeah okay. it was because Toyland was supposed to be the March meetup and that got shut down because oh, right. of COVID right. yeah the extra voice you hear is my wife in the back. Yes, we're recording. What? Oh, she needs her drink. <laughs> Non-alcoholic Coca-Cola. Well, you never know with her, though. It could have some uh, Jack or something in it. But I'm drinking it, so I shouldn't. Are you pretty excited, Jason? Yeah. I'm excited to see a new collection. Yeah. We're uh, over to... Terry Chandler's house. Check out his collection. Uh, what part of town's it in? Douglasville. It's about an hour from where we live. Yeah. And uh, I think he's got a focus on Hoth stuff, if I remember right. Ooh. I think. Don't quote me on that, but I'm interested to see that. And uh, I saw Terry a couple weeks ago at the um, the swap meet in Powder Springs. How far is that from here? That's got to be like 45 minutes. Probably. Well, everything's an hour apart in Atlanta seems like it <laughs> even with traffic it's like it's a 15 minute drive but with traffic we'll see you in an hour yeah it's not as bad as LA nope but we're pretty excited it's been a minute like we said yeah I can't believe it's February 2020 since our last official meetup because we've had a, I mean it, it we've had unofficial meetups so we've been kind of still in the community but not a official meet up and then we had the summer social last month which was fun and that was it's that it's hard to qualify that as a meetup because you had like a hundred people there it's not as intimate yeah and the challenge is since covid happened we're back at square one regarding meetups and membership and i mean we're pretty going pretty well and then covid happens everything shuts down and people kind of go their separate ways and um we're ba basically picking up the pieces here in the fifth year and, and starting from scratch. Right. I did notice um, starting to get notifications of the summer social, or virtual social. Oh, memories? Yeah. Yeah. So that was a year ago. Which is, oh. Wow. It's crazy how far things have come in a year. That was, yeah, that was the perfect timing to do that. I don't think we could be as successful if we ever tried to do a second one because, you know, everything's opening up again and it was the right place, right time kind of situation. Right. Perfect storm, which everybody needed it. I, I, I enjoyed it because it, it was a con and it had been after Toylana was shut down and then Celebration was moved and, and just a lot of a lot of things happened and then that summer social, the vir virtual social just hit perfect. It was awesome. It was an yeah. awesome time and I'm proud to be part of it. All right. In my small way. 
Well, you were a pretty big part of it. Yeah, but I wasn't on camera interviewing people like Justin and Orion. I don't know how they did that marathon. I don't know either. That was a pretty mar- a pretty uh, epic weekend. It was epic for me just sitting there. But I'm excited to see people again. Yeah, woohoo. What's what, about? What's the uh, thing you're looking forward to the most? I like seeing the collection, but um, I'm trying to focus more on getting outside of my head and not being so introverted and, and meeting people. So that's that's my challenge is to try to meet three new people if there's three new people there. Awesome. I think I'll accept your challenge because we need to be more, you know, it's just being more welcoming and being getting to know the more people and uh, making those contacts and those connections. Right, because you're an admin of the group and you're doing admin stuff and so it's tough to change hats in the middle of a, a meetup and, and try to do that administrative stuff and then try to just be a club member at the same time can be a challenge. Right. It, it's definitely hard because you are, you're running around making sure food's ready and people are there and it, yeah, meetups are fun but it, it's a lot of work. Even though I'm not ho- officially hosting it, you still want to make sure things are going smooth. The other aspect of a meetup is the swap stuff. Oh yeah. Jason TK Sparrow is going to be there. Care of Atlanta Vintage Toys, and I'm sure he's got stuff to look at. So um, interested to see what he has because it's always like you see those photos. We just got a big pickup, and we got this pickup, and so it's like it's a revolving door of inventory. And what do they bring this week, this right. month? He always brings a good selection. So hopefully it'll it'll be fun again. Trying to, yeah, I love to swap meet, seeing what everybody brings, and um, seeing seeing somebody's collection. Because, you know, to me, I, I enjoy seeing people's collections. I enjoy seeing the joy on their faces about, you know, showing off their collections and the pride they have in them. Because, you know, it doesn't matter. It's all Star Wars. Yeah, and like Yoda says, size matters not. So it's not the size of your collection. It's your passion. That's all that's important. All right. Trying to, do we have anything? Is there anything coming up that we need to announce as far as shows or anything that you can think of? Oh, you're the one in charge, not me. <laughs> you're just driving. Right. We're 11 minutes out. The sky is blue. The trees are green. There's some clouds. There's some. The sky is still blue behind the clouds. <laughs> I'm going to edit that out. Aww. <laughs> I just weird. got edited. <laughs> You're still gonna edit it? I don't know. I'll <laughs> leave it in. Yes. It's a beautiful drive. It's a beautiful drive. Feels like we're out in the middle of nowhere, but I mean, there's plenty of cars here. I just, I'm sure they're behind the trees on this double lane highway. There's a broke down trailer. Chattahoochee Hills. What are we? 11 minutes out. We can come back when we pull up. Yeah check back in. Yeah, man. All right, we're going to shut down and we'll uh, get some interviews and check in and we'll do a meetup recap. So we'll see y'all in a little bit. It's Jason. Uh, we just wanted to jump in real quick and kind of set the stage for about what for what you're about to listen to. This is a tour of Terry's collection. Terry is the owner of the Echo Base collection and is in his house in his room. And 
um, we're going to jump into this and, and just wanted to set it up so it didn't sound like there was a jarring jump between us talking in the car and then just all of a sudden you hear someone talking. So that's, that's what you're about to listen to. Any thoughts on his collection, Glenn? Uh, for what it was and jammed up in a room, he took care of every space and every inch of that room. Um, you know, my wife and I talked about it last night and it, it, it's, I guess when you're planning from scratch, it's a lot different than, cause we were just planning from, you know, well, we were going to throw a cabinet here and then we get another cabinet and you throw it here, but he just planned that room out, I think perfectly for the, for the space. Um, and it was, it was an incredible collection and he had stuff spanning from stuff that he had as a kid to modern stuff to just, you know, a really cool piece of media, uh, VHS media advertising that you know is complete that unused stuff that you know it it was an amazing collection uh, as far as I was concerned because he did have he had like five or six or he, I think he had like 10 or 15 men on cards which I don't I've got one so it, it, it's just like I said it, it's really it's amazing that people are they, they try to be humbled with their collection and like oh it's not a big collection and you get there and every time you're blown away with it so it, like I said, it's Star Wars and Star Wars is awesome. And I'm going to let him talk about it. But a couple of weeks ago, we we're talking about how to give a tour of your room. And he makes it very personal. He's got a couple pieces and explains why he loves it and why it's so personal to him. And I think that's I got to go around my room and try to find those stories so I can tell people this is where this came from. And this is why I collect this. And so I was watching that video that you posted last night or shared with us last night at the tour. And I was like, I probably needed to stick around and watch that because I went and ran around and was doing doing the admin stuff and not doing the uh, you know other stuff up you know trying to be an admin versus a, a uh, spectator and yeah. I, I need to be more of a spectator sometimes. So with that, here is Terry giving us a tour of his collection. like to have a bigger room but we all that, do that grows with yeah time, so uh so i've kind of recently gotten into the vintage collection i i really enjoy those yeah i'll probably get rid of the six inch figures those black series and stuff like that there's just so many i like them but the three and three quarter is just something that i've always it's i mean it's it's what we collected as a kid uh i enjoy them and just the articulation of those three and three quarter figures vintage collections what is what is that the uh so this is a promotional material so this was a unused promotional material when the movies were released on beta um, so this is beta disc or beta no, no that's the uh topper where you would actually suspend it from the ceiling oh, okay it was like the video cassette yeah so what they'd have in, inside that case is a display that they would put on the counter and then you would take a little card out of it and you would kind of put a little check mark and send off if you wanted to order it. Yeah. This came out in 1984. The company, which is Lesh Audio, was up in Wisconsin. They actually had two and I did call them. They've been in business since 1968. Yeah. So I wanted to see if they were still in business. They had two, which they thought that it was amazing that that box actually got out because they had sold it. Yeah. And it was, it's complete. The poster was never used. Wow. Uh, both of the posters were never used. 
So it's a uh, it's a neat piece. So you called them directly and got that? Or did I you just... called them because their address was still there. Oh, okay. I okay. To see if they were still in business. Oh, so I okay. sent them a picture of it, and they thought it's a family-owned business since '68, and they thought it was okay. amazing that, that I had that piece. Yeah, and, for, uh, for VHS release of Empire Strikes Back, and I love that art on it. No, dude. Sorry, there's so much to look at. Is this a Bosque prototype head? Yes. Uh, for that for that exact figure. Mm -hmm. For that exact figure. That's pretty cool. And I think I, uh, Jason and Justin. Yep. Uh, the ones behind that piece. Pretty cool. So I'm still working on the uh, last 17. Uh, the expensive uh, ones. Is in your uh, podcast uh, with the at the time what sixty two hundred dollars to get all the all ninety of it, yeah. figures. Yeah. Yeah. Well, <laughs> those last few are one hard to find and yep. two very expensive. No, I just got the dignitary last week. Oh, did you? Yeah, it cost like I want to say it's almost three hundred dollars with the coin. Huh. So most of these other uh, pieces down at the bottom, they're all 100% complete. I have all the stickers, everything's unused. In the boxes? Mm -hmm. So you got uh, Empire Strikes Back turret, turret and Probot. So I'm sure the Probot's still in its bag. Yes. The Return of the Jedi TIE Interceptor and Imperial Tech base. Let's get this piece. A lot of these figures uh, in, in vehicles and play sets may be incomplete right here in the case. But the cool thing about those is most of them are mine when I was a kid. Oh, really? So all of the stuff that's above the door, those are my figures. Um, that's actually my case. Um, the Vader case? Mm-hmm. That's my TIE Interceptor, my Millennium Falcon, my Ewok Village. So a lot of this stuff has is, is just been mine as a kid. Yeah. So. And are, are you focusing on the Hoth stuff? Yes. So... This guy right here, he was my toy. I loved him. Um, it's the one right there. I can tell which one it is because of the spot on his uh, arm. Uh, he's been a part of my collection since 81. And then I liked him so much because, one, he could be anybody you want him to be. Yeah. You can put any story to him. Yeah. It, it's it's how you create it. Blink slate. So, uh, and I like it because, you know, I started out, I was in the Marine Corps. Okay. I started out as infantry, so they're infantry. Yeah. Uh, those are my my people. That's awesome. So just collecting the different variants. Right now, I've got a, uh, a PVP coming to me. Okay. In the UK, which Naran helped me out on that. So those are all the different color variants. Wow. And um, honestly, you have them marked mm -hmm. the stand exactly. Like oh that. yes. <laughs> yeah, I would probably need that too because I'd be forgetting what variant is what. Yeah, okay, that's a pretty impressive run. Actually, there's um, 55 Whoa. different variants as far as the Hoth uh, Rebel Trooper. But those were the, <laughs> the nine. The nine. That, 55 different yeah, combinations. Yeah, 55 different combinations. But those are the nine that everybody kind of looks for. And then, of course, the PvP and the Pooch. I love the dis this display that you have with the, uh, the cases from Ikea. I mean, it just kind of elevates everything. It just makes it feel museum quality, and it's a beautiful display. So mm -hmm. I think good job there. Thanks. And, of course, everything else is kind of full of other toys, too. <laughs> um, Star Wars. Yeah. Of course. I've been uh, interested in these uh, soaps and the uh, shampoo bottles or the uh, bubble bath. 
so right now the only person that I know that actually has a stand the uh, R2D2 is Robin Bokra and I, I, will, I will eventually own one if I can find one <laughs> are they difficult to find uh, the, rare the stands they are yes okay mm -hmm. and even the Return of the Jedi um, I found one on eBay but it doesn't have any of the shelves so which it kind of defeats the point of actually having it yeah and, uh, but I can find the soaps and the uh, in the uh, bubble bath quite often it's pretty yeah, carded pieces are awesome too yeah I like my uh, carded pieces uh, I think most people will know that the Empire Strikes Back is continuously going up as far as the price you yep. so really finding stuff and then the different card back variants it's they're out there yeah they're just getting more and more expensive like you're saying mm-hmm these card backs back there just different yes. yeah those are all the card backs as far as the, the hot ultra soldier i think my my favorite piece is this promotional material because mm. uh, i haven't seen that in any of these quite yeah that's pretty Maybe special mine right there. has it but uh <laughs> no i think that's pretty special and then the story that goes along with it which is really nice after speaking to the people that, that did own it that did uh, receive it from uh, cbs fox so you act okay you called the people that received it yes yes i did i wanted to see if they were still in business gotcha and they are that's like you i said know. it's a family-owned business in 68. Mm -hmm. mom and pop owned it they they remember it mm -hmm. and uh so yeah they the label system you know the labeling's still there and from the uh, print press that actually produced it wow yeah switch it still has all the card inserts you got a vintage Empire Strikes Back comic book? Yeah, that's the uh, large print that they had released. Oh, you've got the first edition Mandalorian white box. Yeah, so I uh, I don't really call this just my room. It's Lisa's room, too. Because oh. a lot of this stuff on this, uh, the new stuff, she actually picked up for me. Other than the stuff that's on the top. It's everything she's kind of picked up or... Uh, Actually, Tim's kind of provided me with a lot of things, too. <laughs> Seems to look out for me. That's awesome. Yeah, this is the top. Which version of Falcon is this? Is this Legacy? Or is this the Smuggler's? The Smuggler's. Smuggler's run version. Yeah, I uh, contemplated ever doing that, but <laughs> you know, um, Tim, again. Tim. Um, he's your pusher. kind of like, yes, he is my pusher. He is the guy. Um but I enjoyed the thing so much that I actually wanted to display it. It's a beautiful piece. It is. It's probably one of the best Vulcans they've made. But you have no radar dish. Yes. It did not come with one in the box. Oh, no. But I've heard that you can actually call and get it. And... Yeah, Hasbro's pretty good about if you... you got to show proof, but mm -hmm. they're pretty good about it. So that was an amazing piece. I loved how he was talking about the, his personal relationship with the Marines and how 
essentially, and I'm not trying to put anyone down. They're just jugheads, right? They're not the generals. <laughs> they're not the Jedis. You know, like everyone has an important part to play in the armed forces. And I'm, I sincerely don't mean to put anyone down. It's just everyone has a role and everyone has a, a, a role to play in the armed services. You know, in, in Empire Strikes Back, you do see the Hoth rebel soldiers on the ground, but you don't hear their story because they're not a Han Solo, they're not a Luke Skywalker, they're not a Princess Leia, or General Leia, however you want to phrase her. But She'll always be know, royalty he, to me. Exactly. <laughs> but I loved his story about, you know, he, that's if, if he was in the Star Wars universe, essentially he would be a Hoth rebel soldier. And that... And that yeah. No, no, I... I uh... I love hearing people's stories as to why they go to uh, gravitate towards one figure. And his story was just, it was just basic. It was like, I was a grunt in the Marines and I like these guys cause they're grunts. And then he, he collects, you know, all the variants or he's on as well on his way to collecting all the variants. And, and it, you've learned that that figure actually has a lot of variants out there. And there's a lot of different things that happen with that figure that you don't even think about because all he is, is a, you know, he's an army builder who cares. Yeah. 55 variants of the Hoth Rebel Trooper. That's crazy. That is insane. And it just blows my mind that someone's like, wait a minute, this one's different. Wait a minute. Like somebody's gone through and discovered that there's 55 different variants. And they're probably still discovering variants uh, because Narayan is every day. He's like, there's a new variant. They found the new variant on something. And he goes and collects them all. (laughs) Yeah. uh, But yeah, there's, it's crazy the amount of variants. And it, it could be simple as, they didn't have the right paint color in one day and they changed the paint color and you got a variant. Yeah. 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 That's yeah. Cause Jim Swergen was on stage at IC and he was saying there are no variants. There's only mistakes, <laughs> but people love the mistakes. They want to collect the mistakes and, and it was officially released mistake and they want that. So I love right. that. But in this next clip real quick, we're going to talk with, Jerry Hancock or Kia Addy Randy. I can't, I can't ever say Kai Andy, that character from Phantom Menace and the prequels and all that. But anyways, we talked to him and then Tony Johnson does pop his head in and we talk about some Georgia Alliance, the Star Wars collector ideas. So this is just a little fly on the wall. Listen. Here, I'm recording. So I'm with Kia Addy Randy or do you want to be Jerry? Whatever you want. No. <laughs> People know me as Keati Randy in the collector circles, but right. Jerry Hancock's the name. So. Okay, there we go. Now it gets quiet. <laughs> Conversation we don't know what we're going to talk about for the podcast, but anyway, we're talking about doing an art project for Toyland versus just doing a canvas versus the whole yeah. Vader case, which face shipping a Vader case is a bitch. 20 bucks plus. Right. Where canvas, canvas is a lot easier, and I think honestly it gives a lot more creativity right. to the artist. Right. You know, what size canvas? I know that you're trying to keep it around a certain right. size. Do it 11 by 17 or 11 by 14. Was it 11, 11 by, by 14? 11 by 14. Yeah. And you, this is your character. There you go. I think, that works. Yeah. I think we're going to get a lot better art. There's not as many restraints on it, we went that way. I right. Think it's a plus. Something to look forward to come March. Yeah. Yeah, so Toyland is shaping up, I think. Yeah, Toyland will be fun. It's always fun. You think it's gonna be more crowded than last year? Definitely. Definitely. Yeah. Sorry, I, I, we're on the podcast, so yes. Because <laughs> he's shaking his head. <laughs> you can't see that. Yeah, I think it'll be a lot better than last year, just because uh, I think COVID kind of scared people away. It was still a good crowd, though. 
Yeah. I know the host hotel better get their shit together. I think they're giving... <laughs> dude, we could, we could say the S-bomb, and I, okay. I, I visually <laughs> drop the F-bomb every now and again. I really, yeah, I think it, I think they're going to give it one more try and see what happens. But yeah, that host hotel, definitely. They got to the up band. their their game if they if they want to keep this, they need to up their game. Because um, yeah, not having a bar open, they could have made a freaking fortune. There were people drinking in their cars. Right. At Toyland. That's lost. Well, people were leaving property for food. Yeah. And then they never came back. Yep. Yeah. Which, it's not good for the hotel because they're losing out on more money, and then it's not good for the show itself. Exactly. Yeah. Or, make, or at least pull those food trucks. Yeah, we want to make the show healthy. You know, we want we want Bambi and and, and their team to, to have a good show. But I do think that if they just would let us run the Star Wars side of it, I think that would bring. We already got. I think we got Ian on board. If we can squeeze him somewhere, um, I think he could do very well. And uh, I think if we get the Kenner guys involved, that's going to take it to a whole other level. Right. And Bambi and them get all of that for the price of, what, two tables? Right. Not even two tables. <laughs> what was their program? I don't even remember if they had a program last year. Like, did they have any panels? Yeah, they had. We panels. did a panel. We did um, a panel. Oh yeah. Tim and Doug did. Yeah, somehow come. I got tacked onto that. <laughs> yeah, Tim and Doug didn't come because they were. They, I think it was health concerns for both of them, and, and rightfully so. But I think, I think Tim and Doug are are, are given. And if you know, Jim taught like that, might be something he could be interested in. Now, how much of that we're gonna have to foot? Are we gonna have to pay for hotel room for for Jim and Emery, maybe? I think it would be worth the investment if we could get them to come out because, again, it's just going to take it to the next level. We get Steve Hodges, the guy designed freaking Blue Snaggletooth. He was second in command under Jim during the early stages, I think, you know, health permitting because he's another one. Um, he's he's never been invited to anything. That's what he told Terry. He's like, nobody's ever invited me out. But I think it's a voice that I, you, you have to have that voice if you're going to talk. You know, that, that early stage in particular. Um, we could get a Kenner panel of, say, three to four designers. We get Ian Sanderson out there. I think all of those things are going to speak volumes for the club. And if we have to invest a little money in that, I think we've, it's worth the investment. We've got the money. Okay. There you go. Good. Yeah. And, and, and following what Matt said last weekend with the auction thing, I thought that was brilliant. Because when we do little meetups like this, I have three boxes of stuff in my car right now. I brought it. I'll give it away. But if we auction it right now, we put half the money into the club, half the money into children's health care. We've killed two birds with one stone. Yeah. Right. And I've cleaned my closet. <laughs> no, I That's think you're a minute we need to bring that up. Because, well... Yeah, what, what Jerry was saying is it's an idea of anybody that has crap that they don't want anymore, you bring it to a meetup, and you auction it off. And then half goes to children's health care, half goes to the club, and everybody walks away happy. Yeah. Because you get rid of stuff that you don't want, and the club makes money, and then children makes money. Yeah. Yeah. Because it does. Yeah, I bring something to meetups, and then I get it to the, uh, the uh, raffle. There you go. That's for most of so I think, you know, that's what I did with that poster that we did at Toyland. I had that in my freaking closet. Kim gave it to me because he didn't he didn't think the colors were just right. And there were a couple spots they were a little off, but but he gave it to me and I was just like, Well, I'm not gonna put this up. 
we take it, we frame it up, and we do it for the raffle. Right. If we can do that, you know, on for each of our meetups, I think that's going to be beneficial for the club. It's going to be beneficial for Choa, which obviously is sort of our our pet project. I think it's uh, it's a win win. A win win win. Right. Exactly. <laughs> really. Win win win. Right. So if we can, if we can do that going going forward, I think for our meetups, I think it'd be a, a healthy and I think it'd be a fun way to you know we do a do a, an auction style because I got a stack of comics. <laughs> I've got a bunch of micro machines, and I know both. Hello, <laughs> hello. hello. He's a Hold on, whatever. What you got in your pocket? What's up? <laughs> we got. Uh, I got buttons. How much can I get for buttons? <laughs> I got a a twelve inch Han Solo right now in the box, still sealed. Damn. Um, yeah, what? I got I got a few things uh-huh. out there. There goes Tony's ears. Hello. <laughs> I, got, I got one from uh, Jason and Justin in their last their last time. Okay. Yeah, that's what Matt was saying. They, they, they have the, the Ohio club. They say that, you know, you get some one piece and two people want it to fill a void in their collection. You get a little bidding war going, you jack the price up. It's all for a good cause. The club, the club benefits, obviously. We, we build up the budget for the club. So in this next clip we're about to listen to, we kind of corner Terry right before we kind of head out back home and talk about his collection and why he enjoys the club and and just some of his thoughts. We also ask him what his favorite piece is, and I think that just to see that piece was really touching. Mm-hmm. And I, I, it made me appreciate Terry even more because I, I think when you corner somebody, not corner somebody, corner somebody is a is a rough word a rough term to use, but the fact that, you, you know, you're able to talk one-on-one with somebody who you may never have talked one-on-one with, uh, you, you find out more about them. And it, it's Terry's one of those guys that I think him and my wife, what, uh, I'll get back to that. His wife and my wife kind of hit it off, but I got to talk, talked about that in a second. But, uh, you know, the more you talk to somebody and he's a good example, you just, you learn more about him and you're like, he's actually really, he thinks about his stuff and he knows his stuff. And, um, He's very thoughtful and very well-spoken and, uh, you know, it's definitely somebody I, I, I need to make an effort to hang out with more because, you know, it, it, we've got very similar interests and, you know, it's Star Wars. It's an icebreaker. Uh, but the one thing I really enjoyed about this meetup before we go and get into the, the, uh, this ending of the, of everything is, uh, how all the, the wives, uh, are starting to click. You know, they're they're all starting to hang out and they've actually got their own little click going uh, in, in the uh, as at our meetups. So the wives are hanging out more, which is awesome for us, because now it's like my wife can come and hang out and, you know, Terry's wife can hang out and uh, April Lewis's wife can hang out. And, and we've got uh, Susan. She hangs out with all of them. So it's, it's great that we have this this nice little group of, of women that are getting together outside it's still part of the meetup but outside of the meetup and they're able to get and enjoy the the star wars uh collecting kick and they they i think they've all kind of come kicking and screaming but then when they realize that everybody else's wife is kicking and screaming coming you know that they get a bond and and it's just it's a cool thing to see plus they also become a stakeholder in the collection so they help you collect and acquire more and i was noticing like during the auction we could we had an auction 50 50 raffle part of not 50 50 raffle part of it went to 
the club funds, the other part's going to Choa. But during that auction, it was the wives that were bidding more than the husbands. The wives were trying to acquire more for the husbands. And and I shouldn't put it that way because it is part of their collection too. So they are collecting for themselves as well. My wife is just as big a collector as I am. And she it's just having a different set of eyes that look at it something differently. And, and it's really fun when you when you do have a wife that collects with you. So with that, here's Terry. We're here with uh, Terry Chandler, the owner of the uh, house and the collection, and uh, just wanted to ask him a couple of questions and thank him for having us out. But uh, Terry, your your collection's great, man. I know you said you're like, oh, it's small, but man, it, it's an incredible collection, dude. Thank you, thank you. <laughs> I don't. Jason does a better job interviewing. Uh, yeah, <laughs> or he knows better questions no, than I do. We were kind of talking about what the club means to you, and yeah, and that was all great stuff. Um, so tell us for the podcast, what does the group mean to you and everybody coming together? Like you said that so well downstairs. So I, th- I think for me now, uh, as I've, I've gotten older, I think I'm breaking. I just leaned wrong on a glass and it moved. Oops. Here. Don't touch anything. I can't touch anything. My wife won't let me touch anything. And Terry and Jason are moving the glass. I won't touch it anymore. Okay, yeah. Terry, you were saying how much you love the club. Uh, I think for me now, it's, it's the Why it's important. The, I think it's the friends and the fellowship. I think it's important to be able to to get out and socialize with people. One, uh, it, it brings people a community together, um, and it's just like I said, it's the social aspect of it. One, we we uh, we have one thing, uh, a common theme between all of us. And uh, just having a conversation about that and kind of stepping out of, of reality and, and living in this, this little dream world, this fantasy that we all like to, to come to every once in a while. Right. And you were, you were saying how you and your wife love just chilling out here. I mean, what, what do you, I mean, you've got the nice couch that you can come and just kind of sit. And that's what I always, I always suggest put seating in your collection room because you're, you're going to want to come in here and chill out. Uh, what, what are you and your wife? I mean, you, do y'all have any pieces y'all talk about when you get up here or I think, special ultra secret conversations? I think one of the things for Lisa, she really wasn't into Star Wars as, as a, a kid. Uh, she was into her own things and really not understanding it. And I think she and I like to come up here and she sits and talks about each one of the pieces and what do they remind me of? Why do I have it? And I think just the sheer enjoyment of actually talking about each piece and just having a conversation that just steps out of life in general um, and just talking about something that's here. It's an inanimate object, but it brings peace and comfort and this happiness between the, the two of us that we're not having to talk about the daily activities of life. And I think that's why we have a couch in here and we can just sit in here and just enjoy the collection. Right. Awesome. Favorite piece in the collection that you have so far? Um, Most meaningful? I think there's different pieces. So the Ewok playset is something my grandmother bought for me. Um, That's Mm -hmm. when Return of the Jedi came out. Uh, She's she's passed several, several years ago, but I love to look at that piece. It kind of reminds me of her. Um, 
there's only one that's in here currently, but my pictures, I love to take pictures, but I think that that's kind of captures everything as far as the group um, and, and people, you know, cause I, I have, I have the group in here every single day with me, no matter if you're not here and you know, you're here. Uh, so it's really neat to, to have those things. Um, Honestly, I could probably talk all day about each individual piece that somebody's either purchased <laughs> for me or somebody's given to me. But, yeah, the Ewok playset is because it came from my grandmother. Yeah, that one seems to flow mm -hmm. to the surface when you ask that yeah. question, so that must be the piece. Yeah. yeah. And it's in great condition from the looks of it. it it's miss, missing a few pieces, but uh, I'm pretty sure it's at my parents' house. I'll have to dig it just out. search and, and dig it out, but most of it's there. Um. Cincinnati. I see you went to Cincinnati. Just mm -hmm. I know it's off the cuff, but what did you think of Cincinnati while you were up, up there? Uh, amazing city. Uh, even driving through it, it was it wasn't like the hustle and bustle of Atlanta, mm -hmm. or just two eighty five. Even in a busy part of the daytime, it was really nice, and you can get out and walk, and you know that's that's where it all started at. You know that that building right there, that Kroger building. Mm -hmm. And then just going out and, and just seeing some of the toy shops and it's it's Kenner Country there. Oh yeah. It's it's nice to, to visit. Yeah, it's it's a different world when you get up yes, there. Yes it is. And it's fun, you know, like um did you did you talk to anybody? Did you get to hear their stories and you know No. Oh, like just like the toy owners didn't the toy shops. Oh yeah, the yeah, toy, when shops you the toy shop, yeah. Mm -hmm. They they love talking Star Wars. They do. There. They do. Yeah, I didn't see anybody as far as downtown or talk to anyone. I think everybody was kind of just going to work and right. doing what they have to do. But, yeah, the toy shops that I did stop off, yeah. you know, they talked about how many years they were there and what they've had come through their shop, which was really neat. Mm -hmm. You know, and they've found some nice pieces that they've oh, yeah. had and let go and thought that they wanted to keep it for their own collection but didn't. And, and it's a business that they're trying to run, so they have right. to let some of those pieces go. Um but yeah. Yeah. What was your favorite shop while you were up there? I'm trying to think of the name of the shop now. Uh, one of our friends that lives up there, they took us. It's one of the known, one of the well-known shops that's there. It's really nice. And, and for the life of me, I toy can't. Toy department, maybe? Toy department. Yes. Yeah. It was a really nice shop. I like walking through there because everything's in a glass case and, mm -hmm. and everything's separated. So it was, it was neat. Awesome. Mm-hmm. And they are willing to talk. And oh yeah, actually, that's where I got the uh, uh, Masters of the Universe piece nice. that came from that shop. <laughs> Very cool. You got anything else, Jason? I don't think so. Awesome. Yeah. Getting lost looking at things. Yeah, <laughs> it's because when you said the Ewok, I didn't even realize you had it up there. I mean, it's yeah. just you're you're focusing on stuff at eye level, and then you look up, and there's more stuff. And yeah, it's an incredible collection, Terry. Yeah. Thank you. Thanks Thank for you. having us. I want to say that was one hell of a meetup, wasn't it, Jason? That was incredible. I mean, <laughs> Terry kind of set the stage and said, I don't have a lot. And so you kind of lower your standards and you walk into his room and it's like, dude, what are you talking about? This is amazing. Uh, yeah, he's got all the IKEA cabinets, the, the glass ones, elevated up. And he's got it all with lights and, and you, 
really has like a museum quality display. He's got a nice collection of variant Hoth rebel soldiers. It was awesome. Yeah, it was. It was yeah, like he yeah, he was just like ah, I, I don't have near the collection everybody else does. And you walk in, and the room, like Jason said, is is you know one wall full of detoffs, and then he's got him. What did I say it wrong? No, you said it right. I couldn't remember what it was. Sorry. <laughs> and uh, then they were all kind of lifted up about three or four feet off the ground uh, with another thing from Ikea. And they were all lit. And then he had a case with uh, his his 90 or his his loose run. He was I think he's just missing like maybe 10 of the last 17, which is going to be, you know, good luck with that, Terry. <laughs> <laughs> Because, yeah, they've gotten crazy the last few years. And then he's got uh, this really cool... One of the coolest pieces I thought he had was... Uh, I, get, I, I don't know exactly what it was, but it was to go with um, Empire Strikes Back. And I think it was for a video store or something. And it was never displayed. Uh, so he still has the box. He has the original box. He has the, it has the address label for the company it was sent to. And he said he actually called them to see if they were still in business and at the time it was a mom and pop company and they were just they were like wow how'd you end up with that and uh it was just you know one of those pieces that you don't see very often so i think that kind of is the crown jewel of his collection yeah i love the art on that it's got the bright purples and reds oh, there's a pirate ship in this lake here wow look at that sorry it's stuff you see driving in the country. Yeah, it's like made out of cinder blocks. It's maybe about That's the so size cool. of a tractor trailer, the back half, and it's got like sails, and it's out in the middle of a pond. Like a hacienda. Yeah. <laughs> yes, and then the house is Mexican. You have to swim to the boat because there's no, or take a boat to the boat. Mm-hmm. But yeah, interesting. I don't, I don't know if I'd want to swim in that water. No, it's probably slimy things in the water. Yeah. And there's, we just passed the Nota Republic sign, so... Yay. It was great to see everyone again. Yeah, that was the best part, man. Just getting to, getting to, know, getting to see people again. Well, it feels like we're getting to know them again. <laughs> it really does. Um, but yeah, you know, they were, uh, Jerry, one of the guys in the group, had this great... He he met up with, well, actually, you and another guy at Narayan's house, yeah. uh, one of the Ohio guys, and he came up with this great idea of... You know, stuff that you don't want that you've just collected over the years to bring it to a meetup and, and auction it off. Uh, and then you split the funds with um, Choa and with the club. And that actually, we raised like 120 bucks total. So 60 bucks will go to the club, 60 bucks will go to Choa. And, uh, you know, that's some much needed funds for the club. So right. It's a great idea. Yeah. What you, uh, you seem to pick something up. What you pick up? Yeah, uh, Tony had a, because I'm, modern collector primarily so there's some pieces that I didn't pick up and one of it was they for the solo line they did play sets but they did um, cardboard play sets this is where I turned yeah yeah um, they do cardboard cardboard play sets and they came with an exclusive figure that you could only get with the play set so this was the Kessel scene from solo and um, it comes with Han Solo with the uh, called uh, the fuel from the movie. Uh, coaxium? Coaxium, thank you. I'm looking at traffic here. Yay, Atlanta traffic. Yeah, it's thick. It's not slow, but it's thick. That's what she said. <laughs> oh, that was a PG. 
I was just waiting for Glenn to say it. <laughs> you beat me to it. Yeah. Um, yeah, what did you pick up? I uh, picked up an Ahsoka Trooper that I've been looking at for a minute. And Tony had a good price on it, too, so... I had the cash in my pocket. So I picked that up. Yeah, I need to start bringing cash to the meetup so I don't have to do PayPal. <laughs> yeah. There was a... Uh, Jason had a bank, a Chewy Bank, Sigma Bank, that I really thought about for a minute. But Tony, there again, he... There again, I bought a piece, and that person used the cash that I paid to buy a piece that I was looking at. But Tony did give me right right of first refusal on it, so that was cool. But we, uh, I didn't pick it up. But yeah. There is a car in front of us from Arkansas that's got a Lone Trooper sticker on the back. Yes, is that a, a Sabine next to it? I can't tell. Can't tell. I can pull up next to it. But yeah, we, we do. You see a lot more Star Wars. It's not as uh, yeah. bad. It was you're not a nerd anymore if you like Star Wars. It's mainstream now. That's the word I was looking for. Mainstream. It's everywhere, man. Um, it was fun that uh, Jason also brought a inbox uh, at at. I think it had all the inserts. Only thing that it had was the stickers had been applied, and, and Terry and his wife Lisa were having a, a very not heated discussion, but you know, babe, can I get this? Yeah, you can get it. Yeah. Are you sure I can get it, babe? Yeah, go buy it, babe. One yeah. of those discussions. That yeah, night. they were having a blast hosting everyone. You could just tell their faces were bright. They were happy to have everyone there. And he was looking to buy that piece, and she's like, no, go ahead, do it. And he's just like, I don't know. And he looked at me, he's like, would you buy that? I'm like, if my wife said yes, absolutely, I would buy that. <laughs> That was fun. I, we left before the conclusion was made, so I guess we'll see in the in the chats if he pops yeah. it up. I'm looking forward to the October events, and hopefully people can come out. And, um, it was a great time. Right. Just hanging out and talking Star Wars and connecting. Yeah. He had uh, Chick-fil-A chicken nuggets. That was good. Yeah. I hit the spot because I went hungry. Yes. That was my mistake. <laughs> that, yeah, I, I tore into that. We got there right at right before noon, and of course Lisa's like, "Y'all can eat." And I'm like, "Hungry." So, I, you know, I'm not ashamed to be the first person into some food. I liked Terry's collection of uh, both modern and vintage. Um, the common theme was the Hoth Rebel Trooper that popped up everywhere. And he was saying he likes that because he was he started in infantry when he was in the Marines, so yeah. they kind of connected with him. And he had he what he had nine different variants of it, something like that. But he was saying there's 55 different variants of the Hoth Rebel Trooper. Jeez, I just don't know how you keep track of all that stuff. Uh, Narayan, how do you keep track of all that stuff? Well, he had a great idea of putting on the stand itself in, in Sharpie. He would write what exactly variant that was for his own reference I would imagine but that's a different that was a good idea to, dis, to display it and then also display what it was mm -hmm. and it was definitely it gave me some ideas for my collection when I you know want to upgrade the cases I've got stuff in uh, but you know I always I always try taking away some kind of uh, idea or some some kind of way I can change my collection up whenever I see a new collection yeah, I've got that corner where I have, like, uh, plastic shelving, and it's just boxed vehicles. And I'm like, what can I do to elevate that section of the room? Because, I don't know. 
just thinking after seeing what he's done with his elevated display, the museum quality stuff is just, I like that. Yeah. It definitely, having the lights and having it in an enclosed glass case helps out a ton. Another tip, if you plan on bringing stuff to sell, um, it's not a bad idea to bring a folding table if you have it. Yeah. Because um, we were running out of table space and people were bringing their boxes and things were on the ground and I can just see someone accidentally kicking something like Tony had some of the Black Series stuff and he kind of put it on the ground and it was kind of out of sight, out of mind. Someone could accidentally step on it and we don't want that to happen. So if you have a table, small table, you know, bring it. We, we could probably find a spot for it. Right. Who do you think this is from Hoover, Alabama with three buses and a bunch of police, four buses and a bunch of police escorts? It's a country star. I have no clue. That's not my Jackson, Mississippi. I don't know. Randy Travis. Brand, who's Isn't in that the, a thing? Yeah. Is there a sports team in Hoover, Alabama? Uh, it's not. Who would they be playing? UGA. I guess. Well, the college football doesn't start for another couple of weeks. I don't know. Uh, Unless it's a. You think it'd be high school? They, not with police escorting them. Dude, it is Hoover, Alabama. High maybe, school football is pretty big over yeah, there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe you're right. Although it's not even... Oh, Friday night was last night, so... Saturday, they're driving home. No, they're going into Atlanta, though. I don't know, man. <laughs> I give up. <laughs> they could be playing a Saturday game, but no, you think they'd I'm be just, there. I'm spitballing here. <laughs> <laughs> I asked a question, and you're answering it. And I'm answering it all wrong, apparently. <laughs> Well, it's not Randy Travis, because it's football, apparently. I don't know. I don't know either, because it doesn't look like a country star. No, I think it's Max bus. Rebo. There you go. It's Max Rebo's band. Max Rebo needs a uh, bus all to himself. Yeah. Prisoner transfer. Prisoner transfer, even better. From Subblock 1138? <laughs> We're fine here. Everything's fine. We're all fine. How are you? <laughs> And now look, there's a bunch of orange around. What the onions. Hell? Sweet onions. On, sweet onions. Are those from Valdea? I don't know. This is riveting. <laughs> what you hauling? <laughs> oh, there's a truck here with uh, uh, what do you call that? Back piece here. Uh, I don't know. A tailgate. Tailgate. <laughs> what you hauling? <laughs> Toys R Us is coming back. I saw that at Macy's. Do you think it's going to be worth a damn? I... It's online only. Is it? Well, right now it's online only, but I thought they were opening up at 400 stores. That was the press release. They really, they said they're opening up stores within the stores at 400 locations, but I'm like, isn't Macy's closing down too? <laughs> That'll bring back Macy's because all of us nerds. They tried that with... The, Sephora. Sephora's closing down? I, I don't no, know. Sephora is now in Kohl's, so I think Penny's is closing down. Yeah. Because it used to be in Penny's, right? Yes, yes. What's that? Sephora. A rock quarry. A rock quarry. Um, but yeah, like, I thought they did that with F.E.O. Schwartz. You know, it's just like, it's a slap in the face to have a shop within a shop. Because you know they're not going to have the stuff that they once had. 
Right. And Walmart and Target's not going to lose their dominance in the toy industry right now because uh, Toys R Us is opening up in Macy's. No. Um, they're just not going to have the selection, and it's just going to be the big stuff. So I, don't, I just, okay, I'll go check it out, but... It could also be, like, the crap that nobody else wants, or it could be, like, Toys R Us branded stuff. Yeah, we'll see. I would I would, I would, would highly doubt that you're going to walk into Macy's and find Star Wars toys. There, there. We're getting to the meat of the discussion right there. No, they're not going to have that kind of stuff. And if they do, it's going to be overpriced. You're not going to pay $20 for well, okay, so Everything's going up to $25. Bucks, so if you go into Macy's, the Toys R Us shop, find a black series figure you're probably going to be paying 30 bucks for a regular figure right which may help you out if you're trying to find a certain one that nobody wants to pay 30 dollars for you know maybe they'll get stuff that you know you'll be easier to find because nobody wants to pay 30 dollars for it you ever go into that joanne's on ernest barrett Barrett parkway that's oh yeah the former toys r us now joanne's fabric I, i went in there to buy some frames one time it's just sad you go like over to the left-hand side of the store, and you're like, this is where the action figures were, and it's not here anymore. It's... So Speak, yeah, speaking of Toys R Us, I, I found a uh, my Star Wars sign for you. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, i got to find the frame for that. Yeah. i got to see if there's one on eBay. It's the uh, aisle frame that they used to have, so when you'd walk down the aisle, it would say Star Wars on the end, so you know exactly which aisle to go to to get your action figures. Yep. I had, uh, first night's Toys, Toys R Us announced they were going out of business. We went in the store, and they were like, take whatever you want. So everybody was taking all kinds of signs, and I was just walking down aisles and taking down. I ended up taking down signs. I ended up with Star Wars and Transformers and uh, Toy Story and cars and all kinds of crap. And then uh, I'd gone weeks later and found another Star Wars. Yes, I bought it. Um Star Wars thing and uh, Star Wars sign and I, I'd put it in my work truck and I changed work trucks and I spent like the last year run to, wondering what I did with it and we have a new guy starting on Monday so we cleaned out the work truck got all the crap that I left in it and I, there was that sign I was like damn here's your sign thank you <laughs> so Jason's gonna get it can't wait yeah add it to my toy store so it's in the it's in the car, so don't let me forget it. I won't. <laughs> I'll be running after you. Hey, wait a minute! Don't forget my sign. My toys are my sign. It's got no value in the real world except in my heart. <laughs> Dude, you never know. You could have a couple of people on Deal or No Deal that want that, and I could have made like two, three hundred dollars off of it. <laughs> no, you couldn't. It's worth nothing. <laughs> Cut to three hours later and deal or no deal, I'm listening. I'm joking. <laughs> I'm going to see that thing. I'll be like, damn it, Jason. And there's a Mercedes. You're doing 70 and passing it like it's nothing. Oh, I'm doing 70 and a 70. That's not right. <laughs> it is Atlanta. You should be doing like 90. I'm um, speeding up now. Awesome. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> Did you pick anything up this week? The only thing I picked up, so Ollie's had uh, Solo TIE Fighters from the movie Solo line, the actual TIE Fighters. I picked up one of those for 10 bucks. 
which is not a bad price for a, for a TIE fighter. No. And I'm like, can I pick up a second one and paint it these Sabine colors? That would be pretty cool. That would be awesome. I tried that with uh, the first order ones, and I just, I think I bought cheap spray paint. Or I did it at the wrong time of year, and the spray paint just fell off of it. Oh. Yeah, you kind of have to rough it up because it is a plastic, and you need to give something for the spray paint to hold on to. I don't know, but if it comes out good, buy another one. Because <laughs> I'd love, I'd love one painted some bean colors. That'd be badass. And then Hasbro sent me my vintage collection gaming grades battle, uh, uh, battle droid from I can't remember which game, Battlefront Two or Force Unleashed or uh, it's a pretty view of the city when you come this way. Yeah, Atlanta's a pretty city from 20 miles away. <laughs> you get close. There's Six Flags for reference if anybody wants to know where we are right now as we drive into the city towards home. Yeah, we spent too much time talking about Six Flags a few episodes ago, so I'm not going to go into Six Flags episode. It's not safe. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah. Read them. I did. Uh, did you get your? I what I what did I pick up? I did pick up a one of the Mattel did a Hot Wheels, uh, Darth Vader Hot Wheels with the from the first issue comic book issue. Oh right, it was kind of greenish color. Yeah, I picked that up. It was not the packaging was awesome, but the car was not that impressive. No, did you open it? Or did you leave it in the package. I open. Well, you have to open the package to see the car because it's like in a box. Because it's wow, there's a lot of people at Six Flags, but there's a box that it comes in that's like a comic book. That looks like the comic book, and then you have to open that box to get in to see the car. Okay. So it's just like a little slip of, you know, you cut a little piece of tape, and there it is. Um, and then I also saw Obi-Wan Kenobi has finished filming. Right. So I would assume that comes out next fall. It's bumpy here. <laughs> it is Atlanta. Right outside Six Flags, so it's about a good sign. Um, and then Carl Weathers said that he's going to start filming Mando next month. Right. So that's right around the corner. Did you get the uh, email from Hasbro Pulse about your Ahsoka and Darth Maul being delayed till yeah. November 1st? Yeah, I got a... So I actually went into Walmart this past week and I saw that they had a Lando Calrissian Black Series Return of the Jedi the green box coming the 40th anniversary collection in two years. They had that on the shelf. And I debated on buying it, and I'm like, well, it should be coming in Hasbro Pulse soon, so I, I let it for the next collector. I left it on the shelf. And the next day, I get an email from Hasbro about all my Black Series being delayed, all my vintage collection figures being delayed, and then I got one email that said my Power of the Force Black Series Luke Skywalker is going to ship next week. Earlier than expected. Okay. Whatever. So which one is that? Is that which one's that one? It's got the power of the force, the red box with the yellow line through it from the nineties. Uh, so the relaunch with the buff, buff Luke. Right. So a repack of. Do you even force, force bro? That Luke. Right. But it's it's just a repack. But I really like. I have a very fond nostalgia for that red line. Mm. We talked about. It. I don't need to go back into. Excited to have it. Cool. It's gonna be weird not to have a buff Luke in the 
packaging. They really should have done that. How hard would it have been to do a body swap Someone's on that? Someone's got to do a custom. They put in like a Masters of the Universe He-Man in there <laughs> with a Luke head. Oh, man. That's all you need. Right, or get the Rambo figure and put it in there. Man. Yeah, this is the part of 285 where people just... Try to skip the weight, so they just try to push themselves into the line, even though I don't know. Just riveting podcasting here as we drive from the country into the city. What was the uh, coolest piece you saw in Terry's collection? <laughs> and people are honking at honking us. Honking at me. Sorry, I'm, I'm distracted. You know. I was really touched by his story about his grandmother giving him that Ewok village and. Um, you could see it was the first thing you looked at and the first thing that came to mind. So, even though it's not quote as impressive as like first shot Bill and Ted figures, I mean it's still pretty. You look at that piece and you go, "Wow, that piece really means a lot to someone." And that exact piece means a lot. So, that's what I'm gonna go with. Right. That and I think those. That's sort of the same thing with me. It's it's not the most impressive piece, but it's the piece that somebody bought you. Uh, you know, as far as my collection goes, it's the piece that somebody bought you that means the most, or the person, or the memory that goes with. It's the memory that goes with the piece that makes the piece more than the value of the piece. I mean, we also I also like the George Beza stuff because that was personalized to him, the Hoth base. Where he's got the Rebel Troopers, but he's kind of positioned them with a long, uh, sorry, Tauntaun to make it look like Charlie's Angels. And he also has him like riding a Tauntaun, but it, you can. He made it look like a Tauntaun costume. Right. So, like, he was the feet of the Tauntaun. Yeah, George uh, Bezos. Pretty talented. Yeah, look him up. I need to get him to do me a logo. I think it'd be pretty cool. I want to do, like, a tattooed Wampa or something. <laughs> so. Anything else? I have some notes. About oh, you made notes? I made notes. You're such a good podcaster, dude. Oh. More complaining about Hasbro. <laughs> That's the uh, only other thing in my notepad here. What did Hasbro do this time? Well, they've had four Marvel live streams in two months. So it's almost two months. They did two in July, two in August, talking about new Marvel product products. They've had one in June for Star Wars. But I also heard the rumor that Hasbro is short-staffed right now. Which right. means they don't have people to support the line. Um, which might be part of the reason why we haven't had a live stream. I am looking up. I did get an email from Hasbro Pulse. Uh, nope, it is... Hold on. They do say that October 22nd and 23rd, Hasbro Pulse Con. Yes. G.I. Joe, Magic, Nerf, Power Rangers, Transformers, Dungeons & Dragons. Who wants Dungeons & Dragons figures? And then we're going to get 20 emails from people who want Dungeons & Dragons figures. As well as other partner brands, Star Wars, Marvel, Ghostbusters, Fortnite, and more. So I would anticipate that the Emperor Vintage Collection Emperor goes on sale then, along with the um, Cantina Bar, probably go on sale then. You know, I, I was, I'm going to let you finish your thing here in a second, but you mentioned the Cantina Bar, that um, you have to buy like two or three of those Cantina Bars to make a bar. Yes, it comes with two straight pieces and one curve. So you need to buy a second piece to complete the curve on the back side of the bar. And then I think you need to get a third one if you want to, because the horseshoe is pretty tight. Right. So 
couple if you want to do a complete bar. So Hasbro should look into just selling that by itself. People will buy it because there's very little in terms of dioramas available for Black Series. Well, you may see a lot of uh, Panda, whatever those two guys are, been up for sale here soon. What? The two guys, the three guys that come with the, the set? Oh, Panda Baba, Dr. Cornelius, Esavan, and Obi Boon Kenobi. I think that's like the sixth three pack of Obi Wan Kenobi. Yay, Obi Wan. Omega. I'm Omega. Did you have anything else about. No, that, that was, was it. it on Hasbro? Just four Marvel's live streams and one. Star Wars. But talking to Jordan and talking to everybody else, Marvel Legends is kind of their bread and butter right now. Yeah, that seems to be the case. And I would imagine Marvel doesn't charge as much as Star Wars for action figures because they don't have that legacy. Star Wars has a long legacy of action figures. It's the gold standard. I would personally, that's my opinion. You know, it's not true for everyone. But. Yeah. No, I, I, I could agree with that. And uh, what else? They don't have... It does feel like Lucasfilm is very secretive uh, with their stuff, so maybe that's why we're not getting the releases that Marvel Legends is. Yeah, yeah I think they're secretive. I also think that they charge a lot. I think Lucasfilm charges a lot per figure, which is why we're not getting the Build-A-Figure, because if they were to put in an extra figure into each box, that's just, you know, like, well, you actually have two figures in that box, which means we get 40% of the cut instead of 20, Jesus. whatever the case may be. I would assume I'm not an insider. Hasbro, you might have wanted to cut that $10,000 check a few years ago, and you'd be okay. Yeah. $10,000 a year. That's all you had to do, Hasbro. Watch the toys that made us, guys. You'll it understand. Kenner. It was more Kenner than Hasbro. That was before Hasbro. No, I thought it was right when Hasbro took over that they never write. They didn't write the check. That's when it lapsed. I'm yeah. going to go back and watch the toys that made us. Go watch it. It is fun, because after the... Uh, the summer social and you're, you're watching the toys that made us and it's like you, you've met everybody who's been on that show which is crazy I also brought some swag to the meetup but I guess I made more swag than needed I made 30 buttons and I think I handed out about 15 we had a good 15 to 20 people there today it was a nice meetup yeah I think it was the perfect size so we just need to build on that yeah get people involved again exactly it's, it's coming we'll, we'll get there coming back but it was good to see the same people again the uh, regulars yeah we gotta get people outside the regulars mm -hmm. not that we can I don't want to abandon and forget the regulars but just want more local buy-in right we'll get there it's just it's, it's building it I think and uh, I, I you've done a good job of, of uh, letting people know and, and trying to put the events up front out Right. Front and center. Front and center and getting people to remind. Did you see my live video today? Was that not awesome? Or it was, yeah, it was like five seconds long. I'm like, oh, Glenn's live. And I missed it because I was at an apartment for my mom. And um, I went to go watch it later. And you're like, it's meetup day. It's meetup day. It's meetup day. And that was it. That was it. It was meetup day. It was meetup day. That's all I wanted. So I, okay. you know, I, it was short and to the point. Okay. I didn't realize it was only five seconds. Yeah, it wasn't that long. That's what she said. <laughs> Win, win, win. <laughs> but I, it was shortened to the point to be like, hey, we have a meetup today. 
<laughs> and I wanted people to see my excitement of having a meetup again. Yeah. And I wonder if people are just scared because it's COVID. Or are they scared about just going out of people's room or houses? I mean, it seems like everybody who came today was vaccinated. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's really not a concern. Although Delta's, I don't know. I'm not a doctor, so I forget what I'm saying. <laughs> I don't want to ramble on about that. All right. We're non-political podcast. Right. We're Star Wars. Back to the Future and Bill and Ted. If you want to get political, let's talk about the Trade Federation. <laughs> and everything they've done to uh, cut off Naboo from the rest of the galaxy with their... What do you call it? Blockade. Blockade. I think more political, or at least more upfront, would be how the Empire destroyed... Uh, the cloning facilities on uh, yeah whatever. that wasn't a pretty that was a pretty incredible two part episode um, and it kind of leaves off where in a mountain that we see an heir to the empire so it seems like the empire does continue the cloning in Mount Tantus I think it's called it's been a minute since I've read those books and that's where they cloned Luke the two U's and George Sabah they add like a vowel to the le- to the clones to signify that it's not the original, that it's a clone. Remember that? Yeah. That I was the to... one part where I was just like, really? Can we just... I don't know. I need to go back and read it. It's on my list. I think after I get done with uh, the latest uh, shoot High Republic book, I'll go back and start reading those books. You gotta read Tales of Bounty Hunters, at least the IG-88. Yeah. Excuse me. You can't be yawning, dude. You're driving. You can do more than yawn. <laughs> Your parents had you up early this morning looking for apartments. Well, I was up late last night because North Cobb football went till midnight. Oh, jeez. My daughter was there taking photos for yearbook. So I had to pick her up, and I was in bed by 1230. That's awesome. It's a good time. Yeah. Well, it's good to hear that she's uh, continuing. At least she likes something to do. Expressway, or I could take the whichever way you want. Well, expressway costs money, it doesn't look like there's any need to because 75 is not backed up. Okay, for now, we'll see what happens when we get there. Right, I don't think I think you'll be because the same 10 to 12 minutes. It's the Arkansas people, it yeah. has to be. Yep, she's looking at her phone. Oh, don't drive and look at your phone. Oh, young kids. What else? Is there anything else we need to talk about? Um, I don't think so. Okay. Are we ready? 30 minutes. 30 minutes. So we've got enough for a complete podcast. All right. Cool. Well, everybody, y'all have a good rest of your day. Hope you enjoyed our... Oh, look. The things are closed, so you can't take the expressway, Jason. Yeah, well, I'll have to take 75 and hope that it doesn't get backed up. Right. Well, everybody, y'all have a good rest of your day. Jason's going to hopefully not kill us on the way home. This is where I put the sound effect, the screeching tires and a crash. <laughs> yes. Oh my eye! This is the way. This is the way.